Because everybody's like, why don't you wait till you retire? Why are you doing this now? I'm like, we're not guaranteed anything. Hey, this is Heath Paget, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 142. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast for nomadic entrepreneurs, and today's episode is actually one of my favorite talks from our RV Entrepreneur Summit that we hosted this past spring in Fredericksburg. If you haven't heard about the RV Entrepreneur Summit, it's an annual conference that we started in 2017, and the whole idea was to bring together people like you here on this podcast, people like you uh, who listen to this podcast, who are either building a business on the road or working towards this lifestyle of travel and still wanting to you know, have a career and build something meaningful on the road. That's my non-scripted, rambling version of the RV Entrepreneur Summit. But if you want to learn more, go to the RVEntrepreneur.com. We're getting ready to release tickets for our 2019 RV Entrepreneur Summit. So if you're interested in coming, uh, make sure to go to the RVEntrepreneur.com and put in your email for that. But today's specific podcast episode is with Nathan and Marissa, and they were one of our keynote speakers this year. I've had them on the podcast. They have a YouTube channel called Less Junk, More Journey. Back in the day before they started traveling, Nathan was building websites. Marissa was a nurse, and they just had this desire to go out and see the country, live with less, and have more adventure, hence the name. But specifically what they talked about in their main stage talk was around this idea of how to tell authentic story through video. I've now watched their talk two or three times, and a few of the things that I've come away with is that even though there might be a lot of other content creators on a platform, it doesn't mean that your story doesn't matter and that it shouldn't be told, Just something that we've talked about on the podcast Another thing is you can get all the beautiful footage that you want if you're if you're shooting video, but if you don't know how to tell a story, an authentic story, people won't relate to what you're saying. And lastly, how do I identify the niche that you want to play in? Nathan had a really methodical way that he looked at YouTube and the, the creators that were in this niche and ultimately realized this is who I am, this is who I'm not. And even though he was talking specifically about YouTube, you can really take, I think, that foundational knowledge of how to niche down in any area, whether it's a business, and ultimately realizing this is the message I want to put out there. These are the people I want to work with uh, and a lot of other things. So I think even if you're not interested in doing YouTube and making videos, that this talk has a lot to take away from it. Before we jump into today's episode, just a quick word from our sponsor, the Stories from the Road podcast. One of my favorite parts of RVing is sitting down with other people and sharing stories, the good, the bad, and the hilarious. The Stories from the Road podcast talks to RVers from all walks of life about what led them to the RV lifestyle, the things they like, the things they don't like, and where they see themselves going in the future. The conversations are heartfelt and funny, and if you're any kind of RVer yourself, and you probably are since you listen to this show, you'll identify with a lot of what you hear. That's Stories from the Road podcast, and it's available in iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Store, and everywhere else that you listen to podcasts. All right. Without further ado, let's dig into Nathan and Marissa's talk from our 2018 RV Entrepreneur Summit. We're fumbling already. <laughs> How you guys doing tonight? <laughs> so we're nervous as all get out. Uh, you may assume that since we're um, on a camera, we're in front of people all the time, which kind of we are, I guess. But uh, technically, we've never actually spoken like this in a public setting, so this is super exciting. <laughs> Uh, Sorry. Marissa. <laughs> uh, Marissa's freaking out. I don't know if she's freaking out more because of the crowd or if she's freaking out more because she doesn't know what I'm going to say. Nathan so there's, doesn't there's have no a filter <laughs> at all, so that's <laughs> we can't edit edit what he says. So, so if I say cut the live feed, let's edit, just cue up the 45-minute video I've got. Uh, we'll hit that next. 
Uh, <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Heath and Alyssa. Thank you, everybody who's here. I tell you what, man, RVers are awesome. I've really enjoyed this event. I've enjoyed getting to know everybody we've met. And uh, more than anything, what we've seen over time in our own lives is story, but it's really cool how story also overlaps with the lives of others. And we're getting to see some of that here. Uh, but our story starts with our daughter. Whoa, that's not our daughter. <laughs> our daughter, Hensley. So this is our three-year-old, Hensley. Um, her name is my maiden name. I, we get that question a lot. So I guess that's like a Southern thing. I don't know. But um, she's very special to us. And we had struggled with trying to have a child for for years and so after years of prayer we we were blessed with this child and then nathan uh while we were while we were uh, after we had just had her she was like five weeks old so nathan approaches me and he's like okay so i found this video online and people are living in an airstream and they're traveling with their their little child and so he shows me this video and it's it's called tomorrow somewhere new and we had never thought about this lifestyle which was so different from what we were thinking because when we were pregnant with hensley we thought okay we need stuff we need all this stuff we need a bigger house our house was a four bedroom house i don't know why we thought we needed another bedroom for like a tiny little person and we're like we need a bigger car we need all these things that we thought we needed and I was dreading, I worked full time as a nurse and I was like, I do not want to go back to work. I want to stay with this, this little person. And so when he, he found the perfect time to approach me with this idea. So if you're timing looking for big, timing, guys. I don't timing know, that was, that was perfect because I thought, man, I'd do anything. And you know, would you sell it all? Would you, would you sell your stuff and move into this RV and travel? And so that's where, where this idea was born, and it, it, was a, it was a life changer for us. Well, it's, and this is where our story began, and maybe for you, maybe you're on the road, maybe you're not on the road, um, but I think, you know, you're, you're crafting your story already. Uh, life has tons to offer, and you have something to offer as well. There's something about you that's special that's going to connect with someone else. And the tomorrow somewhere new, uh, you know, it's, it's just a very special message to us because Maybe they knew it, maybe they didn't. The people that made this video, or it's a documentary technically, uh, I don't know if they really knew that it would touch our lives, probably touch the lives of other people. And in the same sense, as we're making video, uh, we're hoping that we're able to change the lives of other people as well. Uh, but we, we want to be honest. Our channel, we're honest. We're up here with you guys, we're going to be honest. Uh, it's not all roses and just perfection. And, uh, you know, we started doing YouTube about a little over two years ago. And uh, when we started, and this is the way I feel today, if you're looking to tell a story, one of the questions you ask is, how can I do things differently? And we looked at the videos, and there were a lot of great how-to videos, there were technical videos, uh, there were videos showing their lives in RVs, but we didn't feel like there was anybody really telling the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, they kind of ended with people drinking wine with the sunset setting behind them, and we're like, we're, and we'd been RVing for like six months, we're like, that is not RVing, you know, we we're about to quit. <laughs> We did. We didn't film our first six months because we didn't know if we would make it. So if you're new, the first six months we always say is like your initiation. Like the RVing world is just seeing if you can handle it, I think, or something. But we didn't film because we're like, we might throw in the towel. That's, like this is yes, tough. Confidence was not there. Uh, so we'd already, within the first six months, we'd already bought the wrong RV, got another RV, it had been the wrong V, I'd wrecked the RV. It, 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 
In case you're wondering the concrete barriers they put at gas stations, I was always like, well, those are so stupid. Why are those there? Well, they're for people like me in 43-foot RVs that can't make the turn. Anyways. I still I, get nervous I, I, when we pull in <laughs> gas stations still to this day. So uh, that's why we're at 30 feet now. Much yeah. better. But <laughs> The real so, reason we downsized. So it's, uh, it's up and down. It's up and down. Your story may have highs. It may have lows. For us, it had some lows at that time. Uh, but maybe you're thinking about this. You've got some hesitations of, man, I really don't know if I want to tell my story. And you might get this question might be going on. Aren't there enough RVers already creating social media out there? And I even saw this comment as we're getting ready. I blurted out. I'm not going to say where this was at. <laughs> I will give thumbs up and props to the moderator that took care of it. This was a very heated, it was a very heated topic um, is the reason I'm mentioning this. Because uh, there are people who feel this way. They feel like, you know, there's enough RVers already telling their story. Please no more RV YouTube channels. We've seen it all. Is that true? Um, has everything been told? Is every story already out there? If you want to be on Instagram, don't bother. There's already enough good, you know, we felt we're like, should we speak tonight? Because we don't have pictures like the Holcombs. I mean, like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you'll see our, our, we got all, we're like, we're going all gray backgrounds, Marissa, all gray. <laughs> so, you know, are, are there any more good pictures out there? Are there any more good videos out there? Are there more stories to tell? Of, of course there are. Of course there are stories to tell. Um, we believe that everyone has a story to tell. And we also believe that your story can change lives. Uh, we, we, maybe, we were right where a lot of you guys are right now. Maybe we hadn't started RVing. We weren't confident in ourselves. Like we said, we weren't willing to even film things because we didn't know that our story would make a difference. We thought it's boring and we had all these hesitations. And that's what we want to talk to you guys about tonight is just how much your story can impact somebody. And you don't have to impact thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or whatnot. Uh, just tell your story, and if you can change the lives of one, the life of one person, you never know who that one person is going to be. Uh, we talked to um, um, from Paris to Rome, um, and we've actually met them here, which is so encouraging because because this we, was twenty, this is twenty seventeen yeah. when this comment took place so back in August. So when we decided to do YouTube. <laughs> We made the decision, well, that video changed our life forever. I mean, if we'd have never seen that video, would we be standing here today or would we be living on the road? So that's what was so encouraging is we said, let's be that video. Let's be that video that encourages others to, and it doesn't, our message isn't you have to, you know, sell everything and live in an RV. It's just have less stuff and have more journey, whether that's, whatever that means to you, part-time or full-time. Um, so for, to get this comment was just like, it brought tears to my eyes because it's like, that was our one person, you know, that, that it really touched somebody's life and to say that they, we were there tomorrow somewhere new. That was like the ultimate compliment. And the y'all is always a good plus too. Marissa loves, <laughs> in case you're wondering, she, people ask, do you actually text that as well? She does text y'all. Yes, it's a text. <laughs> I've been told on YouTube my southern comment is fake. I'm like, who fakes that? But <laughs> Maybe Australian or something. But <laughs> so, I'm really from New York. But <laughs> no. no. Uh, so, so if I want to share my story, where do I start? You might be wondering because it, it, for us it was really overwhelming at the, at the start. And we, we wanted to do things right. We wanted to make a difference. We wanted to put our story out there. said, so let's do this. You know, things weren't, what we saw on the internet wasn't matching up with what we were living in a lot of places and said, well, let's get our story out there. And so we did maybe what a lot of you have done or you've thought about doing. Uh, we said, all right, well, we'll do YouTube. We'll do a blog. We'll do Instagram. We'll do Facebook. And so we're trying to do all this stuff on top of our, our already full-time jobs, taking all that time and all that energy away. And, and it, so it's really overwhelming to know that, 
you know, you don't know where to start. And if you start with everything at once, sometimes you don't do anything really well. And that's kind of what happened to us. We weren't doing a great job with any one thing. And we weren't sure, well, do we do Facebook ads? Do we do Google AdSense and ads there? Do we get on our personal page and start just blowing it up and saying, hey, I got a new post, I got a new post, I got a new post. Do we get on Fiverr and pay five bucks for somebody to give us 10,000 likes? Don't do that. Um, you know, there, there's <laughs> lots of different options. But, but don't get overwhelmed with where to start. We want to share with you, um, you know, kind of for us, where we started was with the people that we wanted to connect with. We hadn't been on YouTube very long because, like I said, we didn't film in the beginning. So we were filming, and uh, we got our first request to mooch stalk in a stranger's driveway, which I didn't know, like, that that's what people did. And so we got this comment, and he's like, hey, my name's Chip. I live in New Jersey. I have a driveway that you can park in, and I'll give you water, electric. You can stay there for free. The bus stop is right outside our house. It takes you right into New York City downtown. 20 minutes, you're there. And we're like, uh, we need to take him up on this offer, but this is kind of scary. I mean, it was a stranger. We had a little one. We're like, is this safe? And then we kind of thought, well, it's probably worth it. Let's just give it a try. So, so we went for it. <laughs> Sounded really bad. <laughs> so we, we went for it and we're like, let's do it. And so we, we drove to New Jersey and, um, it was an amazing experience and his family was so awesome and he was so sweet and we pull up to the the driveway and he's even outside and he's like waiting on us to park us and we actually we i think we grabbed yeah, we a grabbed picture, a, we grabbed of, a picture him. of him right here he, um, he's, <laughs> it was so sweet was, if you think you've heard noise in a walmart parking lot man at night it was great no that's <laughs> No, well, this is Chip th here. Yeah. Uh, th th this really is Chip. That, that, uh, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but we had an amazing time. And that's when it was the first time that it had hit us that it was about, it was about the people, the people, the audience. And it was Mother's Day weekend, and they invited us over, and we had dinner with their family at their house and sat around a campfire. And we had never talked to anybody that was involved in the 9-11 in the attack. And so to sit there and like hear their perspective, they were there, you know, it impacted all of us. But for them, like they were, they were there, they were living it. And the, the children said, we were in our, in school and like people were getting pulled out because their parents were involved or their family was involved. And so that really hit home with us. And that was the first time that we're like, this is about the people, this is about the people watching. And so we went to the 9-11 memorial and created a video and then we were emotional, and I think that that was, was shown in the video, and I think people really took that in, and it made an impact for our videos when we started listening to the people and like really getting involved in the community and the culture and learning from people. Because Chip, I mean, like a lot of people we talked to, Chip really wanted to be on the road full-time, but it just wasn't the right time with his family and with the financial situation. He just couldn't do it yet at that time when we stayed with him. And, but it was great to hear him still talk about how much our videos impacted his life and getting to see the places we went. And he was like, like a lot of you, I don't know, we were like, you're checking off the places you want to go and you're like, okay, nope, don't want to do that kind of RV or that kind of RV or, you know, he's learning all these things about RVing uh, through us and told us how much of a difference it made for him. And the first thing that we realized, what we were starting to figure out uh, through this process of getting to know people was, you know, it's not about you, but it's about who you're talking to. Because our, our tendency with us, Probably up to this point, a lot of our videos were like, hey, look, you know, this, let me go and share this about vloggers because you may probably think the same thing I do. 
Like, we see people out there with a camera, like, talking to themselves, and like, man, that looks just so arrogant. And, just, <laughs> you know? and then we realize, oh, man, and I've even got the camera in my hand sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I forget, because it does. It looks, when you're taking pictures of yourself, you're vlogging, uh, it looks like it's all about you. And for some people, it is. But what we learned with Chip was that, really, even though we're talking about ourselves and we're talking to a camera, uh, we're telling the story in a way that is impacting our audience. Uh, right now, we're on the stage, but we're not the hero. You know, it's not about us. It's about you guys. You guys are the hero to us right now. Uh, we're the guide. Uh, we're telling stories. We're trying to find out who you are, what you enjoy, what you're going to do, get from point A to point B. When you're telling these stories, uh, you want to make sure you don't mark yourself as the hero, the person who always gets it right and the person who does everything perfectly. And it's very easy for us to not get everything perfectly. We mess up all the time. But uh, so, you know, and then we started to realize that with Chip. Uh, and since that time, we've been trying to use that same philosophy uh, with our videos and things we've done since then. But even before Chip, we accidentally kind of stumbled along this. And I've got a video. Um, it's not Texas Chainsaw Mask or anything like that. But I've got a video. This is the, our very first video we ever did. Now, if you're ready for some cinematography, some awesome B footage, you know, just hold on to your seats because this thing is awesome. Marissa did not want me to show this. I was secretly hoping that it would not work. I was like, maybe, maybe it won't work. So, and people were like, I've been following you since the beginning. And I'm like, I'm sorry. You, know, you should have followed us six or eight months in. Cause, but, but this, you know, let's, we'll watch the video and we'll talk about it. It's 38 seconds. We just want to talk for a few minutes about why we wanted to make this decision to um, sell our house, sell most of our stuff, and then move into an RV. Uh, I would come home with crazy ideas every once in a while, but I came home with one I was pretty sure my wife would never go for uh, about a year and a half ago. I came in and said, uh, hey, how would you like to sell our house and most of our stuff and move into an RV? Well, obviously those are words I never thought I would hear him say, much less words I would agree to. But the one thing I have realized in this short period of time of being a parent is to never say never because everything changes. It's so even, <laughs> what were we saying? Oh, that's rough. <laughs> even, <laughs> no, even in the beginning, we didn't have drone footage. We didn't have slow motion. We didn't have anything fancy going on. You know, if you're, it looked like I was just shaking all over the place trying to use my iPhone in the house. And uh, it, it didn't matter. It was about the story. It was about us telling things in a way that connected with people. And we, we stumbled upon that in the beginning. And what we found out over time was, we were, and these are comments from that video we got. The former Miss Jones says, I'm absolutely loving your channel. Everything you say totally rings a bell for me. Uh, that's what it's about for us. It's about, does it ring a bell? Does it hit home? Does it impact somebody's life? Uh, Ed says, he, he, he brought a story to mind with him. He says, my mother, before she passed away, told me her whole life was occupied to have a large house, expensive cars, high-end furnishings of her dream. She achieved her goal and realized it's just stuff. It only brought temporary happiness, and looking back, it wasn't worth it. Uh, this story, our story, brought, impacted and trickled down to the other people uh, to help them think about their story, or in Ed's instance, his mom's story. Story is so powerful. In, in other people's lives. And, and it all starts with this concept, it's, it's not about you, but it's who you're talking to. And you uh, didn't even have to have anything fancy to do that. Like no. we had a GoPro and we're like, that's all we got. Like we don't have any videography skills. Mm. Um, everything you could tell, it was like super scripted because we didn't know like what to do. <laughs> we're like, what do we, we say? we live in an RV. Yeah. <laughs> but we uh, just were like, we got to start somewhere. And you don't have to have fancy stuff or you know, you don't have to be an actor. You don't have to have went to school to be a videographer. I mean, mm. we just, 
wanted to share our story and you can tell I mean even just something as simple as that people are like you know that changed my life that's awesome yeah you want you want to know your audience um, as time has gone on we've gotten to know people in our audience so uh, what they love what they don't love where their pain points are where they're trying to go in life uh, it's it's it really it just all starts with your audience you want to be able to listen to your audience uh, we've had audience it's tough I don't Marissa will be the first to say this. Um, I don't like change. I like to think I've got it right because I like to research things. So if somebody tells me something's wrong, I usually like get real defensive and everything. But, but we've had an audience um, early on, they were telling us, look, your music just isn't working for me. I had to shut it off. <laughs> you know, I had to mute it to finish the video while the music was, and that's not good. But so it was one person. I'm like, yeah, you know, but then it was like a second person and a third person. Like, okay, all right. So we changed our whole feel uh, for a lot of the music we use because we were listening to our audience and their needs. Uh, we listened to questions that our audience has. We had something called a What What Wednesday uh, where our, our kid would get on there and say what what and you know, anyways. But <laughs> um, you know, she'd get on there and say that and we'd answer questions our audience had given us. So we were always just trying to keep that pulse on our audience. We knew it wasn't about us. We were on the camera or we were on the stage. It didn't matter. It wasn't about us with all that stuff. Uh, and then once we got a pulse on our audience, we're looking for ways to serve our audience. Uh, and, and when I say serve your audience, it's not like selling things. And you can sell things and serve your audience as well. I'm not saying that. But you're also, especially in the beginning, you're looking for ways just to give things to your audience. You know, we gave out these YouTube videos. And we did live things. We were constantly looking for ways to offer value to our audience and not really want anything in return. We just What we wanted in return was to know that we could maybe one day be somebody's tomorrow somewhere new uh, for us. I want this, it, when you're thinking about this concept, this is what pops in my head. So when you think of, you know, it's not about you, but who you're talking to. You're the hero. You're Yoda. So if you're talking to your audience, you know, instinct is like, I'm Luke Skywalker. Look at what I can do with my lightsaber. You know, check me out over here on this mountain with my lightsaber. And oh yeah, watch me on the beach with my lightsaber. You know, it's not, <laughs> anyways, um, it's, not, <laughs> it's not about you um, as the hero. It's about you as the guide. Uh, you're on their back, you're cheering them on, you, maybe you do tell them what they don't want to hear sometimes, but you're trying to push them forward to be a better person. Um, that, that's the concept, I think, when, we, when we're laying the foundation for all this stuff of what do I do, how do I tell my story, it all starts with it's not about you, it's about who you're talking to. Uh, well, what do I do or what do I share when it comes to telling story? Because you might be thinking, well, Nathan, okay, are you saying I can't talk about myself? Because that kind of limits what I can do if I'm vlogging or you know, doing pictures. But that's not what we're saying. We're not saying you can't talk about yourself when you're sharing. Uh, you do, but you tell things in a way that is connecting with your audience. And you've got to be okay. I think early on, you want to niche down as much as you can. Uh, when we started, we didn't just say, okay, we want to have a YouTube channel. That was pretty broad. We didn't just say, we want to, okay, we want to have a YouTube channel about RVs. That was still pretty broad. We didn't say, okay, we want a YouTube channel with RVs and family in it. That was still kind of broad. We wanted an upbeat YouTube RV family vlogging channel that had a very good pace, a very good flow, and still told a story along the way. For us, that was broad and that was narrow enough when we started. It may need to be narrower than that now. There's more people on YouTube, but that doesn't mean you can't do it. There are more people on Instagram, Facebook. It doesn't mean you can't do it. You might just need to niche down a little more. And, and it's not about the numbers. Uh, again, if you can just impact that one person with what you're doing. Uh, so when it comes to sharing, you want to share what you love. Uh, I think there's different methodologies of when you're like creating a business or creating content. Do you look for the, the audience and do what's right? I'm really big on following what you're passionate about. Because especially if you're doing YouTube, there are crickets out there when you start. It's very, you know, you put your heart. I spend just as much time on a video now 
possibly less than when I first started, but I had crickets when I started. I mean, you know, it's like three people. It's my mom and two people that click the wrong video. I don't even think our moms watch. Well, honestly. yeah, yeah. My, so <laughs> it was probably me and you. And three people that said, hey, that kid looks cute. And then they're like, oh, this video this is horrible. It's shaking. And then they, um, so, you know, but you, you share what you love, uh, but you're sharing it in a way that you're okay with connecting with a smaller audience. And we've met some people along the way that share what they love, they connect with their audience, and they love what they're doing, not just on YouTube, but other places too. And this is Steve and Tess from The More We Explore. And we've met them, and they have a YouTube channel, and they're so awesome. And uh, they like to mountain bike. That's their thing every day. They're out there mountain biking. And Tess has even started her own YouTube channel called Dusty Betty. And they, um, they even niche down even further. So it's like about my mountain biking for females. So they've done a really good job, and they're really inspiring sharing what they love. And then this is uh, our lively tribe. We just did our first caravan with the family, so that was really fun. And we spent a few weeks with them. And they're photographers. They do wedding photography, and they travel around with their three boys. And their passion is photography. And so their focus is Instagram. And so every day they're just trying to inspire on Instagram by posting beautiful pictures. And then this is Chip, who you saw earlier. Um, it was really cool meeting Chip because, like Nathan said, he wasn't he wasn't there yet. He wanted to be on the road like many of us. I mean, it took Nathan and I a year. We made the decision when Hensley was five weeks old, and we didn't hit the road until she turned one because we were trying to get everything ready. How do we make money? What about our, our house, our jobs? So for him, he was in that stage of, I want this, but I don't know how to make it work, and his family wasn't on board yet. Um, but it was really cool that now Chip has a YouTube channel and he has a van and he gets to go out and travel and he is Amazing at his videography. He is so good. He tells an awesome story But he used to do photography and he kind of got bored with that Well, he um, he did professional photography as far as like taking pictures of watches for Timex and things like that things that ended up you know in Manhattan and just in on billboards and in magazines and it was Beautiful, and he, he probably, you know, he said he'd, he'd made it as far as where he was with photography and what he wanted to do and made good money doing it as well, but he just wasn't passionate about it anymore. And I don't know why the, what always pops in my head when I think about loving photography but then getting burnt out. It seems like I always hear people talking about weddings. I don't know what it is, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it's similar. It, maybe people love photography, and then they start doing weddings, and they're like, oh, now I hate photography. It's like, well, it's not that you hate photography. It's just that maybe you're not passionate. You're not sharing what you love, um, and a big part of if you're wanting to share your story, find things you love. Uh, the money may not be there yet. The audience may not be there yet. But if you continue to do what you love, you continue to connect with that audience. And again, it's not about you. It's who you're talking to. And you're doing these two things. Uh, it can take some time, but you can start to make progress as far as telling your story and reaching an audience. Uh, here's, a, here's a short clip about uh, some of the things. That we, we love some stuff, too. So we want to share with you guys some things we love through a video. Donuts making me dance. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes you don't know what it is you love. I know that was us. Like, I was a nurse, and Nathan did SEO and, like, some website design, and we're like, but what, what is it that we love? And so I think it really hit me last night after we heard their presentation. And they had, you know, their awesome video, I mean, photographers, and they took that skill on the road. That was their passion, and they wanted to take that on the road. And I'm like, well, we didn't really have a passion but we discovered our passion once we got on the road and we never would have known that like if you'd have told me that we were going to be youtubers like can you imagine the talk with my mom and i'm like i'm quitting my job as a nurse 
And I'm, I'm gonna, and she's like, to be a YouTuber? I'm like, I guess, we'll see. So like, you, sometimes you don't know what your passion is, and it, we never would have known if we hadn't have like tried, if we hadn't have just got out there, and if we would have been, you know, fearful. So that's, that's kind of was encouraging to me after I sat down and thought about it last night. And I'm like, you know, sometimes you just discover it along the way and you find out what you thought you were passionate about. It's something totally different. So what about my what ifs? Uh, a lot of what ifs. Again, we're going back and forth. We're being honest. Um, what if for us, like what if we don't have the right camera gear, which we didn't. Uh, you know, or, or, I'm not going to say we didn't, but at the time we felt like we didn't have the right camera gear. Uh, what, if, uh, what if there's people out there who will say mean things about our videos? And they, they do. <laughs> they, did. they did. They do. Just this week, somebody said, "I'd rather be uh, what reading." A <laughs> they sent a personal email. They took the nobody time. In to here. Stop, they took the time to stop <laughs> watching YouTube, get up their email program, and, and then type this up. Your videos are so boring. It's like reading the sale ads of a grocery market, and I'm like, sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so you know, those are the. But it's as not for everybody. <laughs> Again, we're niching down. We just sort of missed that person along the way somewhere, but it's okay. And that's okay. We're not going to reach everybody. We don't connect with everybody, and we're okay with that. Uh, maybe, maybe. maybe they do. They, yes. There's other ways to connect with people um, through different things. You know, we shared the things we loved earlier with, you know, hiking and our kid and, uh, you know, RVs. We love RVs. So if somebody is a boat person and doesn't like kids and hiking freaks them out, they may not like our channel. You know, it's, it's okay. It's okay to be that way. So you've got these what ifs. You've got these concerns. Uh, but what I want you to do is you give yourself permission to suck. <laughs> you give yourself permission to make some mistakes along the way. And like we're talking about, you, you, you figure out what you love and you just keep doing it over and over, trying to get better and better with what you do. And it takes time and you're going to make mistakes, but it's okay. You, you fail forward. Uh, it's, it's all right to do those things, but as long as you're making progress with it. And we've made mistakes we made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> uh, not just with, we made some YouTube mistakes, some audience mistakes, I'm sure family mistakes, dad mistakes, uh, but we've also made mistakes when it comes to RVs. You guys that know us um, in RVs know that uh, we've been on the road three years, about, and we've already had four RVs. That's not very good math. Um, <laughs> I always tell the story that we're the three little bears of camping, but Nathan says there's four, so I can't tell that story. But we've started out, we, we when we decided to RV, we had never we had never even camped before, so we're like, what if we hate camping? That's kind of a big deal. So we just went and we we got like our the first one the the travel trailer, and we thought well, we'll try it out, and it was not for us. It was way too small. So then we were like, okay, we need something huge. We need the biggest RV they make, right? Because you're coming from your house, and we needed a lot of space. And so we went with, like, a 43-foot fifth wheel, and then the gas station got the better end of that deal. That, so, that, was, that was the final straw. That was. Yeah. After that, we got it fixed and uh, <laughs> found something else. So then we were like, okay, what about a motorhome? People like those, and so we got in our motorhome, and we did. We loved the motorhome. It's super convenient. It was really good for our family, but we thought we wanted to be in more state and national parks, and so we're like, we can downsize. Half of our bays are empty. Like we're not. We're just taking it with us, and we don't need it. And we wanted to be in nature more, so we're like, let's downsize. Let's keep it simple. No slides. So we're actually back to where we started almost, but it took time. <laughs> it took time to downsize. Now it's just right. right? We're back in a 30-foot trailer. So, um. <laughs> but you know, I think it's okay to share those mistakes. 
And it was the right decision at the right time for us. And we got a lot of heat about it to the point where I was even scared, you know, when you put your life out there. We got a lot of feedback on uh, going from our motor home to our Airstream. They're like, you're going to hate it. It's going to be too small. And so I told Nathan, I said, I don't want to make a change. I'm too scared. I said, I'm gonna, we're going to hear too much from it. He's going to die in our motorhome. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't want to make the change <laughs> because I'm a people pleaser, and I thought, it's just it's not worth it. And Nathan's like, we can't live our life being scared of what people are thinking. If, if we make a mistake, if we fall on our face, if it's a terrible space, you know, that was something we kind of had to suck up and share. But I think people appreciate when you share your mistakes. It makes them feel normal. Like, we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to visualize this perfect life they want the truth and so that's kind of what our niche has been we're not the most exciting we're not the funniest we're not you know we don't do crazy stuff every now and then maybe but not all the time and so our niche was like we just want to be open and honest we want people to understand what this lifestyle is really about like it's it's not all sunshine and rainbows it's tough but it's worth it and I think people want that they want to see real life they want your struggles and they connect with that struggle so give yourself permission to suck and and any of you guys that have jeeps this is hard to tell this is so horrible (laughs) i did this um so we wanted a jeep to go behind the motorhome that's part of the that was part of my cell like every time i'd convince marissa to make a change i'd say but babe we can do this and it seemed like it never worked out (laughs) well a uh, jeep was always like this sounds so petty I hate to say it I made him sign on a piece of paper that he'd get me a jeep when we got married (laughs) so like it was my it was my dream I'm like I will marry you but make sure you sign this line that one day I will have a jeep I did get a jeep Uh, but I'm cheap and so I found a I don't know if you know they even make these they really shouldn't but they make a two-wheel drive automatic jeep it was it was five thousand I know oh I I, 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 let's just go let's just go Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, but it looked pretty, right? It did look pretty. <laughs> it looked like it could climb a mountain, Somebody, but it couldn't. It couldn't climb anything. A guy told me it was a football player in a ballerina shoe yeah. or something. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, you didn't know they're out there, but they're out there. I found one. I saved $5,000. Doesn't matter. I lost that later. But um, <laughs> So we got the Jeep. We went. We're getting it hooked up, you know, to tow four down behind the motorhome. And I didn't even look into this until we're literally – we're in the motorhome, the mechanic's putting all the stuff on, which is not cheap. I mean, it's like 1500 bucks, something like that. He's putting everything on. And I'm like, well, maybe I need to look in the manual and see how we set this thing to tow. And then I was like, I don't see it in the manual on how we're going to set this to tow four down. Well, you can't. Uh, so if you want a, a four-door Jeep, don't get the two-wheel drive automatic. I don't think <laughs> they do, were going yeah, to. Not that anybody was anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them Les Chunkmore Journey sent you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if that's not enough mistakes, I've got this clip in here real quick. We made some driving mistakes. Uh, this, this is Marissa and her driving you mistakes. Did you have a good time? I did. I had a blast. A little bit uh, too good of a time, I think. Until the end. <laughs> she, she was backing the van in. and um, <laughs> I had only driven the van for like three minutes one day. And I'm not great at backing it up. So. <laughs> she backed it into this tree. <laughs> so I gave her a pretty hard time about that. And then uh, I offered to drive all of the time now. And he's like, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. we're good. We're good. <laughs> uh, and then this but is. But she got me back. It doesn't so. look tight. But what made it tricky to get in here 
I had to watch this set of trees to make sure the airstream didn't get scratched. And then, uh, but I had this one stump. They love putting these stumps everywhere. <laughs> right, Marissa? And... Not that I'm glad this happened. I'm not glad that it happened. But at least maybe Nathan will back off me a little bit because <laughs> I backed up well, and did something with the van. And so I was cutting in with the van right here. Yeah. So this side of the bumper caught a hold of this <laughs> stump. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that kind of happened. So. I mean, I hate it, but <laughs> at least it was you, not me. <laughs> so, so give your permission to suck. We, we, do, we do stuff wrong all the time, and, uh, and honestly, everybody does. Um, just, just share that through story. Uh, it's a quick and easy way to connect with your audience. Unless they love four-door Jeeps, then they're repelled by everything you say <laughs> after that. But, you know, tell your story. Be open and honest uh, and share these kind of things and, and, and give yourself permission to suck. We honestly weren't that great with YouTube when we started either. Now these stats, I know this is pretty small, I'll read off what I'm gonna point out. Um, and these aren't bad, this is our first six months that we're on YouTube, uh, November through May. So November 2015 through May 2016, uh, we got over 4,000 subscribers, which is good. That's nothing, I mean, that, that was a lot of work. We were putting in 20 plus hours a week uh, to get those subscribers on top of what we were already doing. So the first three months on YouTube, we kind of said, okay, you know, we were, we were piddling with all the different stuff. We weren't sure what to do. We put out like one YouTube video a week. And then like three months in, we said, what if we just focus on one platform? What if we just focus on YouTube? And so the second three months of this first six months is where you start to see it start to climb. We started really putting our time and energy just into YouTube. We answered lots of questions. We listened to readers' comments. We were doing Q&As. We did more videos every week. We bumped it up from one to I think maybe like three or five a week. We were doing a lot more a week to, to get that to boost. And it started to climb. But the one number I want you to kind of hone in on, if you can see it, it's sort of in the bottom right a little bit, it says your estimated revenue. Maybe you can really round that up. I don't. This is six months. We made four hundred and thirteen dollars in six months on YouTube. Our first six months. Um, I'm not going to figure out the math on that, but that's not a lot of money if you're putting in twenty hours a week per person on YouTube. But we were doing what we love. We were sharing our story. We knew there was something there. We knew people enjoyed it. This is the second six months. This is what happens if you give yourself permission to suck and you keep pushing through. We went from one million views to twenty million views. Twenty times that. And we weren't doing. Again, we were doing the same five videos a week, five to seven, uh, around five videos a week at this time, I think. Uh, the revenue went from $413 to $10,700 in six months. And so at that point, we're like, wow, you know, we're onto something. We're really connecting with people, and, and there's value there that we're providing, and they're showing us the value of what we're providing based on the number of views we're getting. And the subscribers, in the bottom right, if you can't see it, it went from 4,000 to over 24,000. Uh, well, it went, so... We got 24,000 in the second six months compared to 4,000. So it went up 24,000 from the first six months. Um, and, and that's because that's we didn't give up. What, what if I'd only paid attention the first six months? What if we got six months in, said, man, you know, we suck at this. We, got, we made 413 bucks. <laughs> you know, that's all we got to show for this. And I've got, we probably had over $1,000 in camera gear at that point. You know, we're, we're in the red for sure, no doubt. Uh, but we didn't give up. We kept pushing through. Uh, we wanted to keep connected with our audience, and that's what happened by us pushing through. Um, so how do I share my story if nothing exciting is happening in my life? Um, I think that's a real question. I think we had that question. We're like, man, are we interesting enough to even video ourselves? Uh, what can we show? And, and this is something, this is encouraging, this whole point, because you are the story. 
it's not it, it's it helps if you're skydiving or swimming with sharks and all that i'm not gonna lie but <laughs> but it's not the most critical part of a story uh we've learned that our audience the vi- some of the videos they love the most are the ones where it's just us and it's our story and they get to connect with us they see what real life in an rv is like and that's where a lot of you if you're either in an rv or looking at an rv you already have a unique lifestyle and you can niche down from that and you can connect to people that really want to live that because every single person some people are super outgoing some people are a little bit more introverted what we've kind of noticed too with our personalities we're both introverts um, is that I feel like we have maybe deeper thoughts of uh, you know when you're when you're experiencing something we don't just um, maybe externally celebrate what's going on we think deeply about how that makes us feel or how that might make our audience feel and that, that's a good thing, and that's different from, an, you know, maybe some extroverts may express it through outward emotion, whereas we're thinking deeper about, and not that either one's right or wrong, it's just you got to know that you can connect with people no matter what kind of personality type you have, you are the story. And we've tried to be open and honest along our way, like I touched on earlier with, with our struggle with infertility. I had originally, we were like, you know, that's something a lot of people don't share, and it's, I mean, it makes me emotional talking about it, yes, but uh, a lot of people don't share that part of their life. And so when we were going through it, I knew nobody, nobody that was going through it. And so I thought, well, what if, what if um, that one person where they feel like, you know, I struggle with that too. And so then they didn't feel alone. So then we decided to kind of step out of our box and we're like, we're going to be completely tra- transparent with everything in our life. And I think people appreciate that and um, so that's some of not that I do you know will post our story or something to get people to to say anything about it but I think people just want to feel like they're not alone and those are the biggest engaging things of our posts is when when we're open you know and they're like I've struggled with that too and same thing with like um, I lost my dad to cancer and so you know that's been a hard struggle too in our life but he's one of the reasons that we're doing this as well as Hensley was after we lost him he was 52 and he had you know had passed away from cancer and I thought he never got to retire because everybody's like why don't you wait till you retire why are you doing this now I'm like we're not guaranteed anything and so he was kind of like an eye-opener for me it's like I want to go out I want to live life I want to spend time with with our daughter that we you know wanted so badly and I'm like this might be it for us because we you know we would like to have more but we've we struggle with that so she might be it and we're like we're just going to take all our focus and focus on family that was our our biggest thing and I think a lot of you guys connect with that you you're here because you want that family time you want that adventure too and so that was kind of our decision was like we're going to be open about that you're the story you're the story a visualization uh this uh, sort of visualization exercise uh let's say you're taking a picture or doing video of a race car for like YouTube or maybe it's, you're doing a picture for Instagram or something. It's just a perfect, it's a beautiful picture. If you're doing the video, you've got the slow motion going on. It looks really awesome. Well, as far as your audience connecting with that, if it's not part of a bigger story, it just looks sort of like a commercial. Um, if you're taking a picture of a sunset, uh, sunsets are beautiful. Sunsets are awesome. We do lots of pictures and time lapses and videos of sunsets. But if there's no story behind that, um, it's just a sunset. If you take a, a bison, uh, this is in Yellowstone. You've got nature, you've got animals, you've got, you know, there's some story there, but nowhere near the story is if the person you're connecting with is in that story. So what if you took this last one? What if uh, all of a sudden... <laughs> he loves this. 
It's the best. So I, I do all the editing. It's great. I will say I watch every single video. Like, cause Nathan, we say Nathan, we have our roles. Nathan's does all the editing. We say he's technical. I'm emotional. So he does all the technical stuff. You know, he's over there doing whatever technical things. How they do that? <laughs> I can barely turn Obviously, the computer yeah. on. <laughs> and I'm I'm the emotional one. I'm the relational one. Like, and that's our role. And we fell into that. But we love that. He loves computers. I love talking with people, hearing their story. So I I'm I'm that role. So I always, after he's done editing a video, I have to, I have to watch it because you will be amazed what can get through sometimes when it's just one set of eyes. Well, when you're technical, you view things one way. I'm just looking at the flow and, and the beat, and the and she's watching, like, what's in the background. And what's, you know. <laughs> I'm like, so it's very good to have somebody yeah. preview your stuff. Yeah, well, we've up. caught some pretty funny stuff. But um, So I knew something was up when I was watching this video, and Nathan's standing there with his camera filming me, and I'm like, what is he doing? And so I knew something was about to pop up. He was filming my reaction of me watching this, but... <laughs> He even had a buffalo sound effect with it in our video, but he's really proud Everybody of needs it. a buffalo sound effect. <laughs> uh, and so when it, when it comes to this concept of you are the story, so we made this video. This is in 2017. Um, I don't remember exactly what our audience was at that time. It might have been, I don't know, 30,000, 40,000, somewhere, anywhere, somewhere around there, uh, 15,000 views, which was good. It was good on our video, but it was at the same pace as a lot of our other videos. Now, this video... Uh, if you've been to Moab, Utah, there's some really awesome stuff to do there. Um, I tied in. We'd, we'd rented a Jeep. I'd done some Jeep footage. A four-by-four four Jeep. Yeah, obviously not our Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to rent a Jeep at this point. I was, um, I was still in the doghouse. So you know, we, uh, and we went hiking, and we had some awesome footage of us doing that. So I spent tons and tons of time on this video of all these awesome things we were doing, and it got 15,000 views. But then, this, is, this video is a year earlier. Here's a different kind of video. We got there, Hensley. Chocolate? Okay. Does it make you jump? Chocolate makes you jump? You've had enough. Why don't you take a break? <laughs> You're about to get sealed. Toddler meltdown. Nope. Putting it up. It's all done. All done. No, I'm sorry. We're all done. Happy birthday to you. Hensley, your birthday was like two weeks ago. She's kicked it up. Kicked it up a notch here. So the first video, Moab, all the exciting stuff we're doing. The second video, this one was called uh, RV Living on a Rainy Day. All it was, literally, like I filmed this thing, zero skill. It took me like two hours or less to edit this one. Um, we just filmed ourselves in the RV most of the day while it rained. And then when it stopped raining, it, we went outside. I, I cut some wood before this started up and our kids eating marshmallows. That's all it was. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't do anything exciting. And this, this is, these are the stats from that video. This is from 2016. <laughs> so 175,000 views, uh, you know, and it was a year earlier, so our audience was smaller at that time, too. Uh, and, and the lesson here is, you know, you are the story. Uh, it's, it's about, and, and not that we can't do that every single video. Uh, we do go do some things, but don't underestimate the power of you, of you sharing your personality, of you sharing your story, of you sharing things you're struggling with. Uh, because it can make a huge impact on people, and there's somebody out there waiting to connect with you through your story. Uh, I want to leave you guys, you know, we're, we're about life change. I think story has changed our lives. Uh, we're so thankful for Tomorrow Somewhere New, that we can be Tomorrow Somewhere New for somebody else, and that hopefully people we've touched, they can be Tomorrow Somewhere New for somebody else as well. Uh, but if you're at the stage, if you're not on social media, just create one account. 
Uh, don't get caught up in creating all the accounts and trying to be good at everything. Create one account you think matches your personality the best or what you're most passionate about and post at least once a week. I think it's better to post one good story or one good video or one good photograph with a good story on Instagram than to post five that's just about you being different places that has no relevance at all. Uh, there is power in posting a lot of things, but I think over time, quality is going to beat out quantity uh, when it comes to a lot of this stuff. I mean, if you already have and you're already on social media, make your audience the hero. Uh, maybe you need to step back and look at the stuff you've been creating and say, is it really about me being Yoda and then being Luke Skywalker and how I can help them get from point A to point B? We appreciate you guys so much for being here. Everyone has a story to tell, and your story can change lives. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode with Nathan and Marissa. Make sure to go give them some love on their YouTube channel, Less Drunk, More Journey. I love watching their videos, and every time I do watch them, I, I do realize how much goes into telling stories. It's one of those things that you almost, I almost feel like people just do really naturally, just storytelling, but it's not. You have to think about it. What makes for a good story? And I also think uh, to a certain extent, being a better storyteller, it allows you to sometimes live a better life. And maybe that is completely wrong, <laughs> but I think so because a good story is about a character who wants something, overcomes conflict to get it. And, uh, you want to watch good stories. You want to be a part of good stories. And so I think it's a good message to share. And that's why I enjoy their YouTube channel. And so do tens of thousands of other people. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I will see you all next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. <laughs>